to start with, we have got Jaden Moore. Come on. Jaden. Jaden's one of uh, my year 10 boys in my Activate group at youth, and he is the definition of being young and hungry, man. He has got the fire of God in him, and you're about to hear that right now. So let's give him one more round of applause. Come on. How's everybody doing tonight? Good, tonight we're talking about how to wherever, whenever be like Jesus. This sounds like a really big deal. Jesus rose people from the dead, multiplied food. He was perfect. To be like Jesus sounds real hard. But for me, there are two keys that I focus on when I'm trying to become more like Jesus. The first key for me is that we have to know our Father. Jesus knew his heavenly father so well. To get to know somebody, we need to spend time with them. It's the same with getting to know God. The Bible has 25 recorded times of Jesus praying. Mark 1 verse 35 says, Early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left his house, and went to a solitary place where he prayed. This shows just how purpose Jesus was about praying. He got up very early in the morning while it was still dark and went off to a place by himself so that he wouldn't get interrupted. This is just one of the 25 times the Bible mentions about Jesus praying. Imagine how many times he prayed in total. If we want to be like Jesus, we have to know our Heavenly Father. And getting to know Him comes through spending time with Him. I have a question for you. When did you last take time talking with God? Not reading your Bible, not listening to music, but talking and listening to what He has to say to you. God is wanting to speak to to us more than we want to hear from Him. So my first key to being like Jesus is that we have to know our Father. The second key is that we have to go and make disciples. We have to go and share the gospel. We have to go and take the opportunities that God gives us. Matthew 28, 19 doesn't say, stay in church and make disciples. It says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. We have to step out in the opportunities that we are given. Uh, Last month, I was on school camp. I decided that this year I'd take my Bible and read it no matter what the people in my tent thought. It was a little decision to step out in faith and be like Jesus. On the first night, one of my friends who I was tenting with, who isn't that open to God's stuff, decided that him and a couple others would go and sleep on the trampoline outside. Me and the other guy in the tent were talking. He didn't know that I was a Christian, and I didn't really know him that well. Out of nowhere, he asked, What do you think happens when you die? We carried on talking and later later he agreed for me to tell him what I believe. 
As I was about to start talking, the teachers came around the tents and told us to stop talking or we would have to go across the field and set up a tent and stay in it for the night. Ten or so minutes later, I brought it back up. We talked. I was able to share the gospel with him because I stepped out on an opportunity that God had given me. We talked for a good 45 minutes. We talked all about heaven and hell, how to get into heaven, Jesus, and why he gave up his life for us, forgiveness, and I answered the questions he had. I also got to share some verses with him, word for word, because I had taken my Bible with me. He told me that his cousin, who he was very close with, had taken his life at the start of the year. I prayed for him that the burden left behind would be lifted. He felt the peace of the Holy Spirit come over him and the all weight on his shoulders lifted. Without trusting in God, none of this would have been able to happen. I think the courage to share started with me taking the small step of bringing my Bible. Even though the guy in my tent hadn't seen me reading it, it still gave me the courage to step out and share my faith with him. It's the amazing opportunities God brings us when we step out in faith in Him. When God gives us opportunities, He is always going to show up and He always has a plan for it. Exodus 4 verse 12 says, Now go, I will be with you as you speak and instruct you in what to say. This is saying that God is always going to be there with us when we step out in faith. Just because we don't understand or know what is about to happen doesn't mean God isn't prepared for it. He is the creator of the universe. He has risen people from the dead, washed away our sins, and He will show up when you step out in faith. I encourage you to take a small step in faith this week and see where God takes it. Jesus would pray for the sick and see them healed. The same power that was in Jesus lives in us. Maybe you can pray for a friend or co-worker this week who's sick. Maybe your friends don't even know that you're a Christian. If they ask you what you did this week, tell them them that you went to church and what it was like. Tell somebody that Jesus loves them, because He does. The opportunities will come, we just have to take them. Thank you. Cool. Awesome word. Just this Wednesday, that's been um, our group uh, in Activate Youth. We went out to Five Crossroads to um, share the gospel with people, and we reached 60 people. And Jaden was bold and confident and preached the gospel there as well. So he is, we're never aware of it, be like, being like Jesus. Awesome. So we've got. Ruby Moitara now, who is also a very young and hungry, on fire daughter of the King. So let's give her a big warm welcome. Kia ora Church Whanau. How are we tonight? Oh, awesome. That's so good. I'm so glad to hear. <laughs> um... I got the text earlier this week about, no, late last week about um, 
whether I wanted to speak on wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. And I was a little nervous at first, I'll admit. Um, it's pretty freaky coming up here sometimes, but I was game. I was real excited. And so the task or the kind of title of my message tonight is wherever, whenever, with whomever, be like Jesus. And I checked that English with dad because I've never used the word whom in my life. I had no idea when it was used, but I had a feeling that was the right place. Um, so, hi, my name's Ruby. Um, I'm 16. I go to Hamilton Girls High School. I love it there. Um, I'm a nerd. I'm a proud nerd. Um, I'm an arts nerd. I love, um, I love school. Um, and because I love school, I'm involved in lots of different areas. Um, and I never have a free lunch time, so that's why I always get pinged for eating in class, but that's okay. Um, so because I belong to lots of different social groups, I end up mixing with lots of different people. And as someone who's a people pleaser, and you know we're going on that journey with God at the moment, I find it very easy to slip into what makes other people happy. And... Being like Jesus means maintaining your values. Being like Jesus means adopting his values and choosing to die to self each day, putting God first. You know, taking up your cross and carrying it daily. Um, being like Jesus means consistency. It means, it means, you know, you don't get to turn it off when it suits. You don't get to turn it back on when it suits. Um, being like Jesus, he was the same man with everyone, same values with everyone, his friends, the rich, the poor, the leaders, the teachers, the prostitutes, the men, the women, children, showing grace, mercy, love, knowledge, wisdom, peace with all, anyone that wanted it, even those that didn't want it because that's just the way he was. He was the same with every single person. And I just think that's so beautiful. And like, I'll admit it's a struggle. No one's perfect. You know, thank you God that I don't have to aim for perfection. Um, and it is a journey. That's all good. Like um, a very wise woman called Monique told us earlier this week, um, his heart's in the journey. Um, being like Jesus means loving the difficult. Yeah. <laughs> loving the difficult. Amen. <laughs> it means being the light in a dark room, being the light for others. If you are maintaining Christ-like values wherever you go, with whomever you're with, for some people, you're the only Bible they're ever going to read. For some people, you're the only aspect of Jesus they're ever going to see so if the actions don't match the words then what are they going to think we walk in what we say I'm a child of God yeah I'm going to walk in that I'm a daughter of the most high king if I'm going around swearing you know acting a bit of a douche like no that's not up Maintaining our Christ-like values with different groups rather than switching it on and off when, we, when, we, when it suits us. I find that so hard sometimes because I want to make people happy. I really do. 
I want to make people laugh. I want to make people smile. But it shouldn't be at the expense of what my Father's called me to do. God understands that we don't get it right all the time. I know I most certainly don't. But when we consciously and intentionally, those being the two keys, and make the decision to be like Jesus wherever, whenever, with whomever, we are living out our purpose as disciples of Christ. Be the same with everyone. That doesn't mean acting exactly the same because some people need a little bit more of other things. Um, some people might need a little bit more love, a little bit more tough love, a little bit more um, affection, a little bit more advice. But if you maintain the Christ-like values, love one another. So, like, you can do wonders for a community if you maintain it throughout your different social groups, at work, in your hobbies, at church. Another wise woman called Tyra has always told me, be the same person on stage as you are off stage. Be the same person outside of church as you are inside of church. And that consistency is, is, is something that can bring people to Christ. So wherever, whenever, with whomever, be like Jesus. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, Ruby. It's good, eh? Because we can't do that unless we know God. And so we've got Jaden's point here of knowing God. Because if we don't know God, we don't know our identity. We have to hang out with Him to find out our identity. And then once we know our identity, we can step into that. And we can be happy with who we are. And we can be that person around our friends. So, lucky last. No pressure. We've got Stephen coming up. He has been one of the people, yeah, come up, come up. He's been one of the people who's actually helped impart the fire into myself. He's been my, well, not anymore, but he's been my leader and mentor for probably 10 years or something now, eh? Sheesh. Anyway, so, bring the fire. All right, kia ora whanau. How are you all doing? Man, I have to lead after those two? What the heck? All right. Um, I've been for my nervous wee, so we're good. We're good. All right. <laughs> all right. Just thought I'd let you guys know. It's okay. It's all about transparency. Yeah, you're right. All right. So if you're taking notes, I'm going to fly through this because I've only got seven minutes. So, And I'm going to paraphrase a bit. So go search out the verses for yourself. Um, okay. Wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. Let's rip into it. So first, we need to know Jesus. How are we meant to be like him if we don't even know him? And it's important to know Him, not just know of Him. In Psalm 139, it beautifully describes how God knows us, and He knew us before we were even born. In the book of Isaiah, it poetically describes the relationship with God and Israel as a marriage. And despite Israel being unfaithful, He declares His love for Israel and declares us His bride. He desires this type of intimacy with us. And Jesus leads us by example by just delving into the words and asking the rabbis questions at the age of 12 as we've been looking at in Luke 2. In Matthew 14 verse 22 and 23 it describes how Jesus asked the disciples to go on the boat so we could spend more time with God. In Mark 1 verse 35 just like Jaden was saying um, 
it talks about how the disciples were looking for him. They didn't know where he was because, again, he was spending time with God. And later, it teach, uh, later Jesus teaches about um, how to pray in Matthew 6. And he teaches us to go and close the door behind us so we can spend quality time with him. Second, we need to know who we are. Do you think for a second Jesus didn't know who he was or what his purpose was? In John 14 verse 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. John 6 verse 38, I came to do the will of the Father. John 10 verse 11, I came to be a sacrifice. Now many of us walk aimlessly through life. And we as Kiwis are pretty terrible at finding our strengths, let alone walking confidently in them. But a great place to start is finding out who God says we are. So in Romans 3 verse 24, we are made righteous and free. Ephesians 2 verse 10, we are his masterpiece. Colossians 1 verse 22, we are holy and blameless. Galatians 3 verse 28, we are no longer slaves. Romans 8 verses 38 and 39, where nothing can separate us from the love of God. It takes time to find out who we are, but it's more important to remember whose we are. Third, don't do life alone. We're designed for community. The enemy loves it when we try and do this journey by ourselves. And there's a reason why Jesus let 12 locals hang out with him and be his disciples. In a sermon I watched on YouTube recently, it described in the beginning of the Bible, God created the light and it was good. He created the land and the sea and it was good and so on and so forth. But the first thing that he said that wasn't good was the fact that man, Adam, was by himself. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 14, we have to warn and encourage another, one another. Galatians 6 verse 2, we need to carry each other's burdens. James 5 verse 16, we need to confess our sins and pray for one another. Romans 12 verse 16, we are asked to live in harmony. And Proverbs 27 verse 17, iron sharpens iron. Fourth, we need to serve the church. Matthew 20 verse 28, the Son of Man came to serve. And just like Pastor Steve was talking about the other week, Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. And not just his friends, Judas who was going to betray him and his best friend who was going to deny him three times. In John 13, it goes on to explain that he did this to be an example for us. And I imagine he didn't do this begrudgingly or out of necessity. He did this because he loved them. In 1 Peter 4 verse 10, it says that we need to use our gifts to serve others. In 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the spiritual gifts and that we all have a part to play in the body. Fifth, of course, loving others. And there are so many examples of Jesus showing his love to us in the Bible. But of course, giving himself as a sacrifice was the ultimate act of love. And he understood what he was doing as well. In Matthew 26 verse 38, he was crushed with grief and even asked God to take away the burden from him twice. But he wanted to do the will of the Father and he loved us that much that he did it anyway. So now it's all good and it's all well and good knowing these things, but of course it's being able to put these things into action. And I know, like Ruby said, we're going to get these things wrong. We're going to miss the mark sometimes, but it's all about giving God our best. So first was knowing Jesus. For me, I've been a Christian my whole life, and I used to, but I used to walk religiously. I used to walk Sunday to Sunday and hope that I had enough of an encounter to get me through the week. I didn't have a relationship with God and barely knew what a relationship with God actually looks like. I used to think that God was distant and I walked in the shame and guilt of not being able to reach my ridiculously high expectations for myself. But it wasn't until I spent time with God and read His Word that I began to understand how near He is to us and how much He loves and adores us. Second, knowing who I am. Like I said before, it's a journey for everyone. But even now I need reminders of who God says I am. There are so many resources out there to help us. Of course the Bible or the YouVersion app where they have a bunch of reading plans. Um, going on YouTube, there's so many sermons on there, and the Bible Project is one that I particularly love. And of course, just Googling verses, but make sure you get the context right, so maybe just do some prior reading as well. And aside from those things, taking the time to listen to worship, 
or go for a walk or run or a skate is really helpful for me just to clear my head and just listen to God. Third was community. Find an activate group. I wrote life group down here, but I made sure I said activate group. They're actually so, so awesome. It's so important to find people that you trust to talk about the highs and the lows with and encourage one another in your journey with God. Fourth was serving. I've been at Activate for a while now, so I've been able to serve in a number of areas. If Activate is home for you, I encourage you to get involved. There are so many areas for you to serve with the gifts that God has given you. And finally, loving others. I need to remind myself that I'm representing God in everything that I do. And it's in the small things that we can just show His love. So buying somebody lunch or just giving people compliments can make a huge difference in somebody's day. And while I have the mic and nobody's telling me that my time's up, I just have three little things to finish off with. Don't conform to the world. Be who God's called you to be. Second, 1 Peter 3 verse 15, you need to be ready to defend your faith and not your religious faith, but your relationship. And finally, don't be fake, just like we were hearing before. Make sure you're the same person in church as you are outside of church. And while you're in here, don't put on an act either. If you need to cry, cry. If you want to dance, dance. Do what you need to do.